We find in today's gospel passage from Mark two miracle stories. In these stories, what is highlighted are the power that Jesus had over physical illness and his favorable response to faith. There are many aspects of these miracles we could focus on, but I particularly like the verse where Jesus speaks of the necessity for trust in him, saying, do not be afraid, just have faith. You may recall this verse in an earlier translation. Fear is useless, what is needed is trust. So it is that we hear the challenge posed for us. How can we keep alive in our hearts an active trust in God? This challenge can be viewed as the question, what can I do to build up my faith? Viewing faith as an attitude of trust in the God who loves us. First of all, we need to regard ourselves as disciples sent out on mission. After all, the age of miracles has not ended. God wants us to proclaim our faith and to share our miracle stories so that our faith is built up and the faith of others as well. Yes, in this way we can act to counter the many voices of our increasingly secular society. They're skeptical and even utterly cynical that God would clearly act in people's lives today. I would like to share two rather dramatic miracle stories to support our sharing of these God stories. In one case, uh, miracles were worked in the life of a man named Cisco because his mother prayed for him. As Jairus had faith that led Jesus to heal his child, we as parents can and should pray unceasingly for our children, having faith that God will answer our prayers. The other case concerns a miracle story worked because of a man named Arturo who had faith in the intercession of St. Joseph. As this year has been proclaimed as the year of St. Joseph, it seems like a good story to share at this time. Mr. Mestis is some, someone who lives just up the highway in Longmont, and his miracle experience was written up in local news and televised. So the first story about a Puerto Rican man named Cisco grew up in New York, became a bodybuilder, a major drug dealer, and eventually a hitman for the mob. He had a mother who prayed for him daily, and Cisco loved her very much. When she died, he turned away from God. Cisco was eventually arrested, convicted, and imprisoned for drug dealing. While he was in prison, he was approached by two old friends to go to a prison ministry service. He really didn't want to go, but something in him finally compelled him to go. And when he went, he was stunned when he had in that room a vision of his mother calling him to go up and give his life to Jesus. And somehow he found himself doing just that. His life was never the same. Six weeks later, his friend Hector, one of the two who had invited him to the service, got extremely sick. 
He called Cisco into his cell and, and said that God had told him that if Cisco prayed for him, he would get well. He had AIDS and was very sick with it. Cisco was a new Christian, had never prayed for healing for anyone, but he prayed for Hector. Immediately, Hector jumped out of bed and said, I feel great. The doctors examined him, and he was definitely better. But the illness came back, and he ended up near death. I was taken to the hospital. Again, Hector heard God tell him that if Cisco prayed for him, he would be completely healed. Hector sent his visiting mother to give that message to Cisco because he was in the hospital and Cisco was still locked up. Amazingly, Cisco was able to reach Hector by phone. And he again prayed for Hector, and this time Hector was actually completely healed for good. In time, Cisco was released from prison, and he ended up starting a ministry for ex-cons and drug addicts. Cisco helped hundreds of men turn their lives over to God and to get jobs and to live good lives. Hector ended up a minister himself. The other story of God working miracles in our own time happened in 2013 up in Longmont. So when you go in for a meal at the uh, Santa Fe Cafe at 33rd South Main Street, there's a good chance that Art, the name he goes by, will stop at your table and ask you if you've heard the story. Always very devoted to St. Joseph, Art carried in his pocket a small but tastefully done statue of St. Joseph holding the child Jesus asleep on his left arm. That particular day, Art wasn't seeing, after the early patrons left, the customary line forming at the door. When he looked outside, it was quieter than usual. There were no cars anywhere. Art didn't own a smartphone, and when the radio was off that morning, otherwise he might have been informed of the emergency flash flood warning for his area, just a block north of the river, and in order to evacuate. Going outside again, Art discovered that water was flooding into the streets from the swollen river and was heading in the direction of his restaurant. Art rapidly went inside, telling his employees to leave immediately. As he was locking the front door, he had the idea of taking the statue of St. Joseph out of his pocket and placing it in the entranceway. He set up his eight-foot-inch statue on top of an upside-down bowl and prayed that if protected, he would honor St. Joseph publicly in his restaurant. Three days later, when the flood waters had receded, business owners were allowed back into the neighborhood to assess damage. The business next door was gutted due to the impact of water nearly three feet deep. But when Art went inside his cafe, he found that St. Joseph had responded to his prayer. Indeed, Art's entire restaurant was bone dry. And looking at the beautiful red carpet just behind where the little statue stood, it was just as he had left it. Reporters on the scene could not believe their eyes, and soon the miracles reported in the local papers and televised. All Art had to do was clear out the mud and debris from his parking lot. It took his neighbor three months to restore his store. 
And yes, the little statue is displayed up on the tile wall directly behind the cash register. You don't have to be a prison inmate or a small business owner for God to intervene in your life. But let's be grateful for the stories that these believers share concerning God's grace for them. Let's be willing to share those miraculous events, both major and minor, when we see God working in our lives and the lives of our friends and our neighbors. As Jesus said to Jairus, do not be afraid, just have faith. I believe in one.